Hey folks and welcome to another episode of the Mountain Bikes Apart podcast. This is a show where we talk about anything mountain biking, from trail guides to equipment to skills, everything in between. And this time we're talking about technology. Something I always like talking about, gadgets, shiny things, things you can waste your money on. Do you waste a lot of money on this kind of thing, Tom? Yeah, uh, I do. I can't can't uh, can't say any other way. I, I definitely do. Uh, everyone yeah. loves uh, techie stuff, gadgets, yeah. that kind of thing. You can't be in a bike and not spend money on. Uh, I mean, you always spend money on the, the shiny uh, bikey bits, but you've got to have some technology and gadgets to go along with it, don't you? Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm a bit of a numbers sort of person as well, and you know, like to study the metrics, and uh, so having having all these gadgets to to tell you what you're doing and uh what you've done and that kind yeah. of thing i i love that sort of stuff indeed <laughs> cool so yeah i'm colin colin gray and uh, tom tom bell is my guest uh not guest co-host these days you're on all the time these days yeah i guess so yeah <laughs> uh it's uh we've covered a lot of ground in indeed. the last uh however many months we've been uh we've been having a chat yeah, yeah. a good few months now actually mm. i got some good feedback for you tom actually i've had a few people saying they really enjoyed seeing you on the show or hearing you on the show I should say <laughs> yeah it's it's been uh it's been nice and i'm glad uh some of the stuff that i'm uh, talking about and uh and, and we're talking about uh is helping people and um at least makes sense um yes. it's coherent yeah indeed on that note actually it'd be great to get we're, i think we're going to change tack a little bit in the next few weeks possibly uh maybe think a new uh, go to a new season a new topic we have been over the last five six seven weeks talking about bike equipment basically how to set up your bike how to customize your bike so that it suits you most effectively so it suits your riding your style all that kind of stuff we'll probably change to something else relatively soon so it'd be cool to get your feedback on what uh we should do so if you're out there listening tell us what you want to hear about tell us what you want us to cover in the future episodes and in fact we've mentioned before we want to do a q a episode kind of soon as well so yeah. if you have any questions about bike setup bike equipment any of the stuff we've talked about on this season then send that in as well so you can send that to colin at mountainbikesapart.com or you can tweet me at Colin MC Gray. Uh, you can tweet Tom at by Tom Bell. So you can get either of us that way. So yeah, either what you want us to talk about in the next season, what you'd love us to cover, stuff that you're struggling with in mountain biking, or anything related to this season, which is about bike setup, bike equipment, uh, and that kind of uh, those good things. So yeah, it'd be good to hear from you. Hopefully, we can do that Q and A in a few weeks. Actually, Tom, that'd be good. I hope so. I, I, that would be a, a really nice, really nice episode just to uh, see, just be interesting to see what uh, what questions people have got and then uh, see how uh, how well we can answer them. Yeah, tie everything up. Cool. Okay, well, let's get to the gadgets. <laughs> I want to talk about this. I, we, I, I vaguely talked about this actually in a very early episode, uh, back when I was just experimenting with a couple of different devices, but there's tons more out these days. Mm-hmm. I mean, what do you, like, dis- I know we joked at the start about uh, it's basically a waste of money, it's a gadget, it's uh, just for uh, fun and playing around with, but actually there are some useful aspects to having a bike computer or a tracker of some sort yeah um what do you see as the kind of as the more uh tactical or useful elements of them yeah i mean for, for me um from my point of view uh it's good to have something that's telling me kind of what i'm doing in the present so uh if i'm training um what kind of effort I'm putting out and that kind of thing. And then um, just the wealth of data that it records as you ride that you can then um, review and look over sort of after the ride. Um, so whether that's 
just basic stuff uh, like where have I been? You know, you can look at the map of where you, where you've ridden, um, but also um, kind of how how you're improving, how your um, performance was relative to stuff you've done in the past, um, and that kind of thing. Yeah. But, um, but I mean, sometimes as well, just just having these more developed devices that have you know GPS and mapping functions to uh, to make sure you're not you know you're not getting lost too much, or if you're exploring yeah. somewhere new um having something to 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 guide you yeah yeah so let's look at them and i suppose there's a few categories here isn't there you've mm, got there um sort of proper cycle computers you've got uh, just your phone a lot of people just use their phone actually for this kind of thing you've got more general gps devices so maybe not tied just to cycling maybe for mm-hmm. running general exercise and then uh, we'll maybe go through a few apps at the end as well that kind of tie it all together or maybe that some of the devices maybe feed into to track yeah. it afterwards um in terms of cycle computers then let's start with that because that's kind of really specific to what we uh, were talking about just now what um i mean when you're out on your bike, what kind of metrics are you looking to actually track? Yeah, so you can kind of, I guess the the very basic cycle computer is something that you know most people are familiar with that that ride a bike. You can see them on some fairly you know budget bikes, and they're often an accessory that's sold with them. Um, and they can they can show you know fairly fairly rudimentary metrics such as you know your current speed, your average speed. Um, uh, and th- and some of them have uh, a heart rate function as well. Um, but then you get to the, um, I guess, the GPS devices that are cycle specific. You've got all kinds of things. So you've got, um, like I mentioned before, a map. Um, so, so sort of where you're going and yeah. actual turn by turn navigation. Um, I use a power meter. So I've got kind of wattage uh, okay. readings. So everything to do with that. You know, you've got your current power, average power normalized power maximum power all these kind of things right, okay. as well as heart rate um uh and and all that kind of thing really so plenty yeah. to go at yeah the i like you say the basic so the basics are distance and speed really aren't they that's what mm-hmm. you get in the really basic little cat eye type things yeah um it. the one that's kind of um in a lot of the after ride apps as well i mean we'll talk about things like strava garmin connect all them they basically if you're just on your phone really they tend to just do distance and speed don't they mm. maybe elevation mm-hmm. as well actually if it's gps enabled yeah but yeah like you say the heart, heart rate i always find heart rate quite useful it just because well that's for when you're training really isn't it you get to stay in your certain zones and make mm-hmm. sure you're riding hard and not slacking or you're or either that or you're not riding too hard and you're uh, sort of blowing yourself out too early um, but I have to admit, never done power meters. How so? Is that actually a device on your on your bike? That's it is. Yeah. That? So it, it's essentially that. The, I mean, there's a few different power meters out there on the market, um, and essentially all they are is a a regular component on the bike, but it's got the addition of strain gauges, so they can tell you exactly how much power, which is measured in wattage. You're, you're kind of putting through so you've got um something called a power tap which is uh the strain gauges are built into a specific rear hub um you've got uh, stages power meters which are a little pod with the strain gauges that just adds um that's just added to the back of the uh, left hand crank arm okay sure and then you've got the, some garmin ones that are put into the pedals um, and then you've got some that are also in the cranks as well. So typically yeah. they're in the crank set, the pedals or the, the rear hub. 
Right, okay, that's cool. Because so I use Strava a lot, and it gives you yeah. a, a simulated power meter, I mm-hmm. suppose. I, I don't, I have no idea how they calculate it. Probably not very accurate, I'd imagine. Uh, but, no, I don't think so. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> I, I obviously, I can see that what I've actually done relative to what uh, Strava estimates sometimes, and it's uh, oh, is it way off? Never, sometimes? Yeah, it's always way off. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> I'll stop paying attention to that. <laughs> um, the other the other one's uh, cadence actually i had a cadence mm-hmm. meter with my garmin uh, a while back and i i used to look at it worry about it but i, I realized after a while i was like what difference is this making to me i, I cycle at a <laughs> yeah. cadence that is comfortable to me um as a, as a racer does that do you think about that a bit more i i do i do in training sometimes just because there's um there's a kind of optimal cadence uh at least on the when you when you're on the road or on smoother trails you know they typically say around 90 90 rpm Mm -hmm. is a is a good cadence just in terms of being the most efficient um it's quite interesting there's a lot of studies out there that show that the human body essentially um just just uh comes down to uh it's it kind of sorts the cadence out for itself so what you pedal at is actually generally speaking the most efficient for you oh, okay. um so yeah cadence is a bit of an interesting one especially i mean with mountain biking it's very difficult because it's often that the terrain dictates what your cadence is and if you don't have the you know if you're going up a steep a really really steep climb and you don't quite have the gears then it's impossible to uh yeah. just kind of self-select a cadence so yeah. i think it's another good one just to kind of look at after you ride and to to kind of aim for as a, a bit of a ballpark yeah yeah for the devices that i've had it's always been an add-on like it never came with mm. so so the first the first cycle computer i had well actually it wasn't a cycle computer the first uh, tracking type computer of this sort i had was a f- um garmin 301 i think it was called mm-hmm. so it was a, ri- a wristwatch basically but you could add on biking accessories a cadence yeah. uh, sensor that went in your pedal um so it's a bit of a it's a bit of extra work to basically fit all this stuff. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, to me, I felt like it wasn't worth the effort in the end, having that cadence sensor, mm. that extra cadence sensor. I just didn't really... It was interesting at first because I'd heard of that 90 um, RPM rate that you're to try and stick to, but I just like... Yeah. I just kind of... Like you say, I just pedaled. Exactly. Yeah, I think yeah, unless, you're, <laughs> unless you're training and kind of really working on your efficiency and that kind of thing, and uh, like I said, a lot of it comes more when you're on the road and it's very very regular then um they're not they're not it's not particularly a certainly not a useful thing to kind of look at and stare at as you actually ride yeah um i mean the good thing nowadays as i was talking about the power meters is they actually have kind of built-in cadence um in there so you don't have to add kind of a little pod on or anything like that they just use an accelerometer which is which is nice so it's just kind of there anyway without any extra work to to fit an an additional accessory so that's nice and you know it's nice to have it like you say but um i i haven't ever added um an additional cadence sensor uh, because like you said i don't really see too much value yeah if it's not there already so what uh talking to brands and models then what what do you use uh, in terms of dedicated cycle computers yeah, I use a I use a Garmin eight ten um, as as mine uh, because I, I I kind of wanted it. I mean, it it's just a, a good all round device with a color screen, very you know large and clear screen to display all these metrics that we're talking about. Yeah, but also yeah. the the mapping and navigation is really useful just because I travel quite a lot 
throughout the year to different countries and I'm often sort of plonked somewhere where I've, I've got no idea where I am. <laughs> so uh, it's good to to plot a route using yeah. some kind of software and load it onto the Garmin and then, yeah. um, you know, have a training ride kind of there that I can be guided turn by turn um, on with the Garmin. Yeah. Do you do you do that a lot with your off-road rides still? I have done, yeah. yeah. When I was okay. in um, I was in Norway uh, a few months ago and I, I, I did... Uh, plot a mountain bike ride which actually turned out to be uh, a bit extreme because it, uh, they in that country especially they use uh, all the footpaths and all the bridleways are just kind of one and the same so you can kind of plot a route and it looks it looks great it looks like a nice trail and then you actually get there and it's a it's a walking route that you have yeah. to kind of hike a bike sort of half the uh, <laughs> half the distance so sometimes it's uh, it can trip you up a little bit but I have used it for both road yeah. and for, for mountain biking purposes, yeah. yeah. I just ask because actually I think probably it's just the type of riding I do certainly these days. I don't do a lot of exploring riding. It's mainly mm-hmm. trail centres or marked stuff. So I've never I've never really done a lot of or needed a lot of navigation when I've yeah. been out on a mountain bike. Certainly when I go, if I get on the road bike just for a bit of exercise, I'll... Um, I'll use my phone generally to navigate. So having a yeah. good cycle computer that can do that would be quite good actually. Um, is the is the eight ten one of the ones that is it's like the Garmin Edge style? Is that an Edge one? Or it is, is an it? Edge. Yeah, yeah, it's an yeah. Edge eight ten. Yeah, they've just come out with a new eight twenty, um, which is just uh, has a has a load of other features. But um, yeah, the the eight ten was kind of the eight ten and the one thousand. The one thousand is a, a little bit more expensive. Yeah, um, yeah. are the ones that were kind of. Uh, the ones really hailed for their for their navigation but also being very cycle specific because yeah. obviously like you said we can get some there's some Garmin's and some other brands out there that have GPS units that are not specifically tailored for for, for biking yeah, and mountain yeah. biking and road cycling yeah um, whereas the Edge 810 yeah that's uh, it's a dedicated cycle computer yeah. but with navigation as well yeah so why do you reckon you would go for one like that as opposed to a more general purpose one I think it just it just because it's it's more it's more tailored for for what kind of um I'm doing or or what a cyclist might want to look at so you've just got all the kind of metrics on there that you might that you might want and you can I have used it you know off the bike as a kind of just for you know hikes and that kind of thing not that it's uh, completely ideal for that but um it yeah. it does do the job um yeah. I guess it it comes down to how much um you're kind of going to be using it just for cycling or whether you uh, do a fair amount of walking or running yeah. as well then uh, something like a forerunner like the the watch series or, the or a more general about, yeah. gps device might be a might be a better bet yeah uh, yeah I, it's hard to say isn't it because it's the navigation certainly is a lot easier with the edge obviously if you're mm-hmm. trying to do navigation in fact i don't know if there's many watches i've seen that can do a decent bit of navigation i mean my forerunner my old school forerunner you could put in very basic directions but it was yeah. impossible to follow it was like you mm. could you could plot a ride <laughs> and it would give you uh basically a bearing almost but it was never yeah it was it was completely useless for that it was more so you could find your way back to be honest yeah, exactly they they have to. like a breadcrumb kind of trail yeah. don't they that yeah. it kind of shows you where you've been already and yes. then and then you've just got sort of a, a bearing just to tell you that's the sort of general direction you want to be heading yeah, going totally. forwards yeah so um so yeah i've never had i've never had a, a dedicated cycle computer because i do a lot of yeah running walking all the um, mm-hmm. other stuff as well but 
so I, when I do need to navigate, I tend to combine my uh, GPS watch type of device with my phone. I'll just actually mount my phone on my handlebars and I've got a really good um, case that I can do that with. Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of my compromise, I suppose. I've got a... I've got a system on my phone that I can put it there so it acts as a cycle computer but I've got the more specific stuff like the heart rate and all that type of thing on my mm. watch as well. Although to be fair you can get that on your phone too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, th- I think um, it's nowadays obviously with phones being so powerful and the, yeah. the screens being so nice it's um, it's a really good and you know viable way to uh, to, to go in terms of almost having a Garmin or, or a GPS device actually just, uh, you know, interface through an app on yeah. your, on your phone. And like you say, there's, there's some systems now. Um, it, was it, was it quad lock that you, yeah. uh, that you use? Yeah. That's not the one I've got. You, uh, mention it. Yeah, uh, no, I've, on. I was talking about the quad lock once, but it's actually, it's one called rock form that I got in the okay. end. Yeah. But it's a, exactly the same idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, you know, with, with those kind of solutions out there, um, the, it's a really good way to to securely fix your phone onto your onto your bars, and then you've got a really powerful kind of device that can kind of do everything yeah, um, that you yeah. might want, just kind of through through apps and that kind of thing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I I kind of imagine that a lot of people are moving away from the cycle computers these days because of that. They they just basically connect up because my so my phone I can connect a heart rate monitor to Strava. I can connect a cadence monitor to that as well. Yeah. Um, I don't know about a power meter. In fact, I'm sure I've seen a, a Bluetooth power meter yeah. around I, somewhere too. Yeah, there's some, there's some. I mean, the Stages power meter that I use does have yeah. Bluetooth ah, okay. on it. I'm yeah. not sure that it connects to the actual, um, I don't know if you can actually sort of transmit wattage and stuff via Bluetooth, but you yeah. can just get a little, um, it's called ANT or ANT Plus is yeah. the, is the, um, transmission uh that that a power meter uses and you can just get a kind of dongle to go into the phone which will then pick that up so you definitely can you know read read all those metrics yeah on a phone so so really if you're if you're willing to risk your 500 pound (laughs) smartphone to the mud and the rain and the falls uh if you manage to get a, a decent mount that can put that in the handlebars i suppose it's a bit more expensive as well isn't it because you've got to buy the add-ons and things like that Mm. then yeah, it's it's definitely a pretty viable alternative. I mean, I think these days, I don't know about you, what I do for a normal average daily ride these days is, in fact, it's changed in the last month. I'll say what I used to do. What I used to do yeah. was just get my phone, put on Strava, hit record, stick it in my bag, and then just go ride. I didn't mm. even have a heart rate monitor at the time, actually. The distance, the speed, the tracking of it was enough for me, and I didn't really need... Uh, sort of minute by minute tracking of my speed, my distance and things like that. It was more for monitoring afterwards, which I think, um, I mean, obviously you're looking to sort of keep up certain speeds, cadence, all that kind of stuff. And a lot of people will be. In fact, I do at certain times when I'm training. Mm -hmm. But um, for average daily rides, my phone is more than good enough. And I'm not even risking it really. I'm not even needing the extra stuff. It's it's tucked away in my bag Mm. and it's okay. And I like say you can add on. So these days actually now, what I do, um, I just recently, so to move on to the GPS, unless is there anything else you want to say about phones before we move on to the GPS devices? No, I don't think so. I was just going to say, I mean, I think most people do, uh, the vast majority, I think, um, especially that I see, do use a, uh, a GPS, a Garmin, essentially. Um, and it's probably because, you know, most phones are, the phones t- tend to be getting bigger now. They're, they're, 
they're getting definitely getting to the size where you wouldn't want them on your handlebars and then <laughs> yeah. as you say you probably don't want them out there in the elements yeah. um, and uh, getting muddy and potentially getting messed up in a in a bit of a crash so but yeah. but certainly um a phone in terms of if you don't want if you don't need those metrics kind of being shown to you as you ride then yeah. just sticking the phone in the bag um you know with with strava running in the background is definitely enough for most people cool so yeah so what i do right now is just about two months ago actually i started looking into watches again i was going to get a new watch to show um sort of the data uh, yeah. and what i came across actually was some of the new fitbits so i hadn't realized uh, that fitbits had got to the stage where they've got internal heart rate monitoring and gps mm. as well so it's the fitbit uh now i always get them mixed up i think it's the surge it's the 200 pound mark one and it's got a so it's got a gps it can talk to strava so basically i can go out with just this watch on not even yeah. have an external heart rate monitor and it's relative it's not as accurate as a decent like a proper heart rate monitor mm-hmm. on your chest but from my kind of like knowing my sort of um haven't had experience of measuring my heart rate and like i kind of i've got an idea of where it should be at it's yeah, relatively yeah. accurate i think uh, so I'm finding that really good actually because it's just all it is is a watch just a watch I can go out for a run and all I do is put on that watch I don't need to take my phone with me anymore yeah. which I used to have to carry like a big smartphone um, that <laughs> exactly it's, it's funny you should say that actually because my, my girlfriend's literally just got a Fitbit um, in this last week and right, we've, okay. uh, I've, I've been looking at it with a fair degree of envy actually because yeah. uh, it does seem it's well it's great that there's the the heart rate kind of just being read off the wrist i think that's uh that's that's a really nice really nice feature and then just how you know it's automatically uploading all of her all of her rides and all of her runs straight to strava yeah um just just so easy and then it's obviously an activity tracker as well so you've got all those other interesting metrics when you're uh you're not on the bike or not sort of running in terms of sleep hours and uh and all that sort of stuff (laughs) <laughs> yeah and i mean i it's it's great because i've always got it on although actually looking at my wrist i don't have it on right now but i usually have it on um and i've been doing a bit of crossfit recently as well and just been able to track those workouts yeah. in terms of heart rate um exertion all that kind of stuff is really cool so just um i mean i could have done that with my garmin i suppose but i'd have to go and get my heart rate monitor on and it's just so much more simple yeah, uh, yeah exactly all, you'd so. have to then manually upload stuff and uh, yeah. they've done a really good job of uh, of making it you know everything really seamless and convenient yeah yeah yeah. and i think to to me it's getting so that it's just it's the balance between how much data you want to see right at that moment and Mm -hmm. the balance between that and convenience isn't it so i suppose if i could afford it and i could be bothered with all the setup every time i'd love to have cadence uh, navigation on my bars uh, like speed power ratings heart rate all that kind of stuff all that kit on really accurate but really when it comes down to it (laughs) i don't need it Uh, i'm not a racer (laughs) like yourself you can justify it but uh, yeah (laughs) so the convenience and the ease is probably more important for me that's it definitely it's a balancing act um obviously i'm a bit of a um a strange case just because i'm you know every ride has got a purpose and i'm (laughs) just trying to track all sorts of stuff but um definitely for for 
most people and certainly when i just go out for a kind of fun ride as well you, you just it's nice to have all these things if you yeah. do want to look back at them yeah, um, yeah. you know post ride but certainly you don't you don't need them all yeah, um yeah and you, it's better that you're probably looking at the trail rather than just <laughs> staring at your garmin the entire time as yeah, well yeah totally <laughs> Um, what other, if you do want a bit more detail for tracking, what other, do you know any other good GPS devices, like more general, um, ones? Uh, oh, I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I'm most familiar most just with, you know, Garmin's, yeah. um, yeah. Garmin's range of products. Um, yeah. I know there's, there's some other companies that, that do them, that do them now. Um, yeah. and obviously the activity trackers as well. That's, that's really interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. the, the, obviously the Garmin ones, but also the Fitbit and the, the jawbone um, up, which I think was kind of the first um, activity tracker to kind of come on the market and yeah. spur on this whole quantified self kind of idea. Yeah. But um, yeah, yeah I, I, I'm I'm mainly familiar with the cycling ones, if I'm honest. Yeah, I mean, when I was looking into them, the the ones that were standing out, it was, um, in fact, you know what I did? I'm just a complete Strava addict. That's what I use. That's where everything goes into. Uh, it's a great system. I haven't even tried anything else in like a couple of years because it's just, it's good. It's never given me any cause to look elsewhere. So there yeah. could be other apps out there, like uh, other software out there, sorry, that helps to track in a bit more effectively. So maybe I'll ask you about that in a second. But just to mm-hmm. finish what I was going to say there is, I actually started choosing my watch or the the last time I was choosing a watch, I did it by going into Strava and looking at compatible devices. Yeah, so I just yeah. looked at the ones that they worked with and I was just um, trying to get up on the computer in front of me just now, uh, that list, because I can't really remember what it was now. Right, yeah. Um, but there was, I'm sure Timex uh, do one called an Ironman as well. They do, yeah. Really I'm, I'm, now you mentioned that, it rings a bell, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Strava works with, yes, I've got it up. So there's the Wahoo ticker is the heart rate mm-hmm. monitor. That's the one that you can get. So it's just Strava. You don't need a watch or anything like that. You can just make your phone work with that. And that puts heart rate into Strava on your phone, which I think is enough for, that's kind of an extra step. The one that most people want is they just yeah. want to get heart rate in there. Mm. But then if you want to get your, um, uh, the data on your wrist, essentially, Here's the list. So yeah, there's the Garmin, the Garmin Forerunner seven three five. That's their kind of flagship one these days, isn't it? Looks like they're they've got the cheap Garmin Edge five twenty as well, mm-hmm. which is the two forty one. So that all works with it. There's one from Wahoo as well nowadays. They're the ones that kind of led the way on terms of um, smartphone compatibility. So Wahoo are the ones that do the uh, the heart rate monitor, Bluetooth heart rate monitors, that type of stuff. Yeah, I think that they're quite an interesting brand actually because um, I think they started off. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, as a yeah. fairly, um, you know, kind of consumer-friendly budget, you know, Strava-integrated kind of um, system, but they yeah. they do sponsor they do sponsor Team Sky as well. Oh, so they really. they've obviously now um, broadened their kind of product range right up to the kind of high performance stuff as well. You know, yeah. they do they do turbo trainers and all sorts of stuff. Uh, really? So okay. it looks like they've um, they've hit on something definitely. Yeah, that's interesting. They've got a cadence sensor too, so that ties into your smartphone too so you could get that tied into uh, Strava or similar to mm. as well. Yeah it's cool it's, it's, uh, it looks like some good stuff Yeah and the other one they've got listed on here is Sunto S-U-U-N-T-O so there's a, a watch which ties in with it there yeah, Suntu, that's a good brand as well. Now now that you're mentioning them, I actually, uh, <laughs> they're, they're all coming back to me. Yeah, um, yeah the Suntu, the, the watches are, are, are really nice. Um, 
I just, the, the impression I've got of that brand is that they're just not as simple. They don't seem as, as simple and as sort of streamlined to use as some of the, some of the other ones really? out there, but I could, I could be wrong. I, I used to have a Sun 2 um, heart rate monitor, just a, you know, basic watch with, with a heart rate strap and yeah, that, okay. that worked fine. But yeah, um, yeah. again, no, no sort of GPS or anything like that on that one. Great. Yeah, no, I'd not come across them before at all. Yeah. Interesting. There's a lot yeah. out there. Always new stuff coming out. <laughs> there is, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'm quite uh anxious to I'd quite like to have a look at the new um Garmin eight twenty that I mentioned. Oh, yeah. Um can't really justify the upgrade, but uh, <laughs> uh you don't you don't always have to ju- you know, it doesn't have to be a practical decision, does it? It's often like, by the uh sounds like sponsorship the heart to me rather Tom. than the head kind of thing. Get in there, get some sponsorship, get a free Garmin. Yeah, exactly. I, I might have to try. Might have to try that. I, I have been bigging up Garmin on here, so uh, yeah. hopefully they, they, they like what I'm saying. Um, in terms of, let's finish up with the the apps. Uh, you, I think you mentioned you'd tried out a couple of other ones. I'm a tool Strava. That's all I've used. Actually, I've played with Garmin Connect because that's the one that Garmin's tie into. Yeah, yeah. And I had my Forerunner orig- originally, but it was mainly just. I didn't play with it too much. It seemed to to me to just be like a logging tool. So it mm. logged where you'd been, um, general distance and speed more than anything else. Yeah. Uh, anything else you've tried? Uh, well, I, I use, I do use Strava a lot, actually. I'm, I really like it. Um, and I really like that they've kind of bootstrapped that whole social element onto it, which is what I think has made it so popular. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, just that it's a social network, um, that's tied around fitness yeah. and workouts and stuff. That's, that's really interesting. And I only, I only actually use the, you know, the free version of Strava, but the, the premium now has got features that are that rival some of the dedicated kind of training, um, really? uh, you know, more serious training apps as well. So it's actually a really well-rounded kind of solution for for professionals as well as just right. logging your rides and uh, chasing some KOMs and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I also use um, something called Training Peaks, which okay. is quite a, it's a, a bit more of a serious. It's not got that kind of social element. Um, it's more more like Garmin Connect, like you were saying in terms of the logging, but the um the amount of features that you've got for for post post ride analysis and stuff mm-hmm. like that it's what all the kind of professional teams tend to use and okay. there's just a wealth of graphs and statistics on there that once you kind of if you need to know those kind of things and you learn how to use it it's really it's really interesting and like i said i'm quite into the numbers so uh, yeah, i like yeah. to track all that sort of stuff i'm sure you are if that's that's your that's your thing is try to get faster try to make up the seconds isn't it i mean it is yeah and about, i do so. i coach i coach some uh, some athletes as well so um it's it's useful for me as a kind of self-coached athlete but yeah, also yeah. to um to to coach and plan the training of other athletes as well so um, I really like training peaks, but I do I do love Strava, and uh, every ride I do goes up there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's it's amazing how much of a difference actually the even the Strava social aspect makes to my training because I find that when I'm going for a, when I'm going for a ride on my own, you don't have the same motivation to yeah. you know to keep going to race to, to to keep up the speed whatever to put the effort in essentially. But actually, when I know I'm on a segment that my friends know, <laughs> or even uh, that I just see, I know people are going to be looking at it at some point. I I will I'll, I'll be motivated by that. It's the fact that it's going to be logged. There's some social proof there. You know, there's. Uh, yeah, try to get that. I mean, I'm not really in the level of getting any king of the mountains at all, but. 
I can maybe some of the more remote stuff. You can at least mm-hmm. compete. You're in top ten or whatever. You can try and yeah, yeah. try and get up there in terms of the rankings. So yeah, it's cool. It made it made a big difference when it first came out. Um, and I I remember doing a lot of racing against my brother. So you know you can you can do it people within your group. So that's yeah, the great yeah. thing about Strava. Obviously, there's some segments that say the local trail here, which you know there's 300 people have logged a time, and there's folk mm-hmm. that are way above me in terms of fitness. But you can say people you know, people you follow compared to them. So me and my brother had a few um, segments that we were competing over for a few months. And it's, yeah, yeah, it's just really motivational. It is. Yeah, it's 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 definitely, it definitely influences at times, you know, how you ride or whether you might tack on a little bit extra to, uh, because, you know, like you say, you've got that um, social proof there. And um, definitely, I think there's a lot of people out there nowadays that, um, if their ride doesn't kind of go up on Strava, they feel like they haven't actually done it kind of <laughs> thing. <exist. laughs> there's a, a lot of angry reactions when people's, you know, Garmin's or, or, or devices, you know, fail to save yeah. properly and that kind of thing. Yeah, for it's, sure. Uh, <laughs> it's, it, it tends to be a bit ugly. Uh, yeah. So yeah, definitely. Uh, it seems like people, people use Strava, um, for that motivational drive. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. Okay, dogs, let's tie it up there. So it's gone over half an hour. So um, that's us getting really towards, this might even be the end of our current season. Um, so like I said at the start, we're looking to start, we're looking to do a Q&A episode quite soon, if not the next episode and the one after. So please do send us a question. Send us anything about the current season, anything about equipment, anything about bike setup, all that kind of stuff. Um, in fact, should we just open it up? Just do a general Q and A. Yeah, anything, anything anyone yeah. wants to know. Anything you want to ask? Uh, ask. Um, I was about to say ask me or Tom. You probably want to ask Tom. He's the one that does all the racing. He's the one that's got the interesting answers. <laughs> but yeah, anything uh, mountain biking. I've got a few years' experience. I can probably answer a few questions at least. Uh, but uh, fire any questions in that you have, and uh, we'll put them on. So the easiest way to do it is to uh, write them in by text. Uh, you can either email me at colin at mountainbikesapart.com or you can go on the website. You can do fill in the form there. There's a there's a con- contact form on the website at mountainbikesapart.com. You can tweet us. Uh, I'm Colin MC Gray on Twitter. Tom, you are? Uh, by Tom Bell, so B-Y-T-O-M-B-E-L-L. Um, and what I'll do is I'll put I'll put some tweets out as well to uh, to my followers and try and get some uh some questions in from there That's as well. a good idea, yeah. Let's do some motivation, try and get some, uh, try and draw some stuff in. Um, but yeah, if you're listening, uh, do you know the even better things? So the easiest things to send text. So do that if that's all you can do. But if you can record something and send it, that'd be absolutely brilliant because we could get your voice on the show. Uh, all you would do, pull out your smartphone, just get the voice recorder app, pull that up, press record and just speak for what 30 seconds, a minute, whatever it takes to get your question out there. And then you can actually just email that uh, voice clip straight to us. I uh, just go to Colin at Mountain Bikes Apart. Uh, say that again. Mountainbikesapart.com. Colin at Mountainbikesapart.com. Love to hear from you. Okay, dogs. Thanks for all this. Tom's basically planned this entire season. So just want to say thanks to Tom for uh, going through all of this, taking us around the bike. Um, I think. Have you got plans for it? Is it one or two more episodes, or what, what are you thinking at the moment, Tom? Yeah, I think so. Um, I. I I can't think off the top of my head what uh, what might be left to kind of talk about, but I'm, yeah. s- I'm sure there's some uh, some interesting topics. Um, so yeah, we'll 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 see how we go. Whether we sort of uh, move on to a, a new season and kind of yeah. change 
change track a little bit. Um, I think then- I think maybe we want maybe we want another one to tie up the the bike season, like just the the little bits that we haven't done yet. There's probably Absolutely. a few things. Yeah, I think so as well. And then maybe we can do the uh, the Q and A in a couple of weeks. That'd be great. I think I think Sounds that would time in time in well. Okay, excellent. That'd be good. Right. Well, thanks again for listening. Thanks for spending your time with us. Uh, I know it's valuable, so it's always appreciated. Um, and Tom, thanks for joining me again as well. Ah, no problem. I love uh, chatting through all this stuff, so it's uh, my pleasure, definitely. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, enjoy the riding, wherever it is, and uh, talk to you next time. Bye.